This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with not Guy Clark or Matt Addison. It's me, Ian Doyle, taking it retro, uh, at which we will continue that theme. We will start off, though, by introducing our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away. It's Paul Ghost. Hi, Paul. Hello, Ian. And the uh, retro is to do with, we've got two very special guests, a bigger surprise than a Will Smith slap to the face. It's Neil Jones from Goal. Hello. Hi, Ian. I've seen far too much of you over the last 24 hours. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that well, in a bit. I can still get a podcast <laughs> you, out. You can, yeah. Uh, and also, it's the man himself, James Pearce of The Athletic. Hi, Jay. Hi, Ian. How the devil are you? I am fine. Do you reckon <laughs> we can get through any more cliches before we start asking any questions? Sure we can try. Yeah, anyway. Right, we'll start then. Go on, Neil, you've just made mention of it. We, uh, James, you came over to Portugal on Sunday and we were laughing at you when you told us your flight's been delayed by three hours. Now, uh, Neil... It's called calm, isn't it? It, it, it is, yeah, it is, yes. Uh, uh, Neil, we, uh, myself, uh, Paul and, and you, we came over yesterday and it took us quite a while to get here, didn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Um... It was just a long day, wasn't it, yesterday? It was um, sort of ten hours in the airport, I think it was, in the end. Was it ten? I think it was, I think it was an area of ten, wasn't it? About yeah. ten, yeah. That was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. lot of bottles of Corona. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I had to give up after three. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I did. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's first world problems, isn't it? It's first world problems having trouble with travelling, but I hope, I hope Liverpool fans got you know a, a better route than us. I know I spoke to a few who went via various other routes and... Some went on Sunday, some went Monday morning, so I hope they managed to get there uh, a little bit easier than we did. But I think there was a few on our flight, wasn't there? I heard yeah, a few, yeah. few of them talking and saw a few familiar faces, but it's a small price to pay, I suppose, if you go and watch your side in the Champions League quarter final. At least we weren't flying today, because I think that would have been a lot more stressful if we were going on the day of the game. Ever so slightly. So, Ghosty, at this time, I'd normally ask. Yeah, what, what's your first impressions of Lisbon? But we haven't actually seen outside the airport and the hotel yeah, yet. The hotel's nice at three o'clock in the morning, uh, lit up nicely. Um, yeah, Liverpool fans were, were expecting travel chaos for Wembley, weren't they? And they've been giving it for Lisbon. So, uh, as Neil says, this is just the trials and tribulations of, of following the club when they're trying to do the business at the business end of the biggest competitions in the world. So, um, Liverpool fans are. No matter what gets thrown at them, they always find a way to get to places, don't they? And, and I'm sure they'll be there tonight at the uh, Stadio Deluge in full voice. So, yeah, looking forward to it. But it was a little bit precarious yesterday, wasn't it, when we were in the airport from about 3pm to what, midnight, was it? We, no, we were on the plane for about an yeah, hour and a yeah. half before, before we went anywhere. About half 11 than me. Yeah, because way, it wasn't great, wasn't it? But we're here now. Old hat for you, this Jay. You're used to all this kind of nonsense, aren't you? Being nearly 50. Wow. <laughs> Still near a 40, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, this is one of the best cities in Europe, I think. I absolutely love Lisbon. I'm looking forward to to being at the stadium for the first time tonight. Actually, I've been to Sporting, been to Porto a few times, but uh, never Benfica away. Um, and yeah, it's, it feels like, you know, as much as it was important to get past Watford on the weekend, it feels like that massive April really does start tonight because, um, yeah, it's a Champions League quarter-final first leg. I think... It's it's easy to almost overlook it, the importance of it, just because of the the, the magnitude of the game coming up at the Etihad on Sunday. But um, there's no chance that that will be part of the mindset of Klopp and his players. Neil, what have you made of Liverpool in the Champions League this season? Obviously, they won all the group games, got past Inter Milan, fairly unconvincingly, I think it's fair to say, but they still beat them. 
and uh, you know, it's probably the hardest, one of the hardest draws they could have got in that round, and they, and they saw them off. Yeah, well, they've, they've done what I expected them to do Liverpool this season. I think, I think at the start of the season, I think everyone looked and I had no idea that I looked and thought the three Premier League clubs and probably Bayern Munich were the, the four that I thought could win the, the tournament. I still think that now I'll be surprised if that's not the semi final lineup. Uh, so Liverpool have, have got themselves, you know, a bit was made about obviously the inter second leg, but you think about it really, it's sort of, it's it's not to be judged in isolation, is it? As a one off game, it's to be judged as a tie, and Liverpool's job in that tie was to get through. If they'd have lost 1 0 over there and 1 2 0 at Anfield, I think people would have said, you know, excellent sort of solid performance, just a bit of a shock when Liverpool don't win. So I don't think there's anything to be concerned about performance wise that I've seen in the Champions League. It was a pretty tough group they got through, a pretty tough draw in the um, the last last 16. I think there was a little bit of a sort of jubilation with the draw that Liverpool got with Benfica, and you know I know that sometimes that's dangerous, but I think that's the old Liverpool. I think the old Liverpool was a little bit like that, where they, they would maybe take their eye off the ball with, with, with things like that, and, and maybe think that it was easier than it is. I think this Liverpool team is focused for everything, so I don't see it being an issue. You know, maybe maybe among the fans, it's, it's a, an easier draw, but not for the players. Well, I was going to ask you that, Ghosty. Do you feel as though maybe the fans are looking at this one and thinking of all the games they've got coming up because it's two against City, United, Everton in April? That this is perhaps one that they're just not, not taking for granted, but it's one that they perhaps expect Liverpool to get something from, where maybe that isn't the case with the others. Possibly, yeah. It's um, I think it's always a difficult one, isn't it, to just kind of say, well, hopefully they can get the the title on the first leg and whatever else you look at City when they played Sporting and, and that you know 180 minutes were done with in half an hour weren't they City were, were, were through it'd be nice if Liverpool could repeat that but I think they'll go into it yeah, the professional heads on like, like Neil says you know just kind of knowing what needs to be done at, at this stage uh, and Liverpool have been good in the Champions League haven't they you know apart from that into the feet they've won every other game they've played which is you know 7 of 8 won 7 of 8 in the Champions League this season the only, the only loss was an irrelevance really um, a little bit of an off night but got away with it because of the fact that he went to the San Siro and beat Inter which shouldn't really be overlooked you know I know Liverpool should be considered the stronger of the two at the moment but still the Italian champions it was in their own backyard and that. so that was still a, a big result um, come through the supposed group of death you know it with flying colours won every single game there so um, I think in really good form in, in Europe and I think now they are a team to be feared. Um, as Neil says, alongside City and, and Bayern Munich and maybe to a slightly lesser extent Chelsea to the four who the rest were, were keen to avoid and I think the draw is shaping up really nice for Liverpool. James, do you feel as though we've, we've perhaps seen two Liverpools this season? By which I mean at the start of the season, if you remember, they were going for these daft records of scoring three away from home in consecutive games and they seem to get caught up with that a little bit. And I can't remember if it was your question after the Arsenal game, um, where, they beat, where they beat Arsenal in the league, but Klopp revealed that they'd had a meeting in January where they spoke about, you know, defence has to be you know, first and foremost, they can't neglect that, that's the foundation of doing anything. And in the last 13 games they've kept 10 clean sheets, but that's come at the expense of perhaps the goal scoring, that, that, that you know, they're not quite as free scoring as they were in the first half of the season. Yeah, I think that that has definitely been the absolute bedrock of this run Liverpool have put together since kind of the, the back in the January onwards. And um, I, I just don't think it's realistic, is it, to think that you're going to, as much as there's so much focus on Liverpool's array of firepower, it's not realistic to think you're going to blow teams away week after week. Um, and we've seen it, you know, come to the fore a lot recently. That, that ability to grind out wins, 
scrappy victories here and there just to maintain that momentum and um, yeah keeping clean sheets has been absolutely crucial to that um, helps as well when you've got the best goalkeeper in world football in Alisson you know, in the last three games has been huge moments not long before Liverpool have scored you know, a let off at the other end big save they've gone down the other end and, and punished opponents um, but yeah you know, I think a big part of that defensive steal is undoubtedly Van Dijk back to his absolute brilliant best after I think quite understandably not I think you could see wasn't quite at the level it, he needed probably the first half of the season to get back to where he was after that serious knee injury um, you know Matip has been an absolute revelation this season and, and I think the protection in front of them has been a lot better as well um, because you know, I think that was one of the frustrations wasn't it probably in the first half of the season that there were too many games when Liverpool got themselves into great positions and then squandered them. You think of Chelsea, um, you know, there was... Brentford? Yeah, yeah, Let's go on dreadfully got away with that one. Yeah. Tottenham. Tottenham, yeah. yeah. So it was... And, and you just saw at the time, that's going to... If they don't sort that out, that's going to cost them certainly the Premier League title and potentially another trophy as well this season. So, um, yeah, that's that's been huge in recent months. Uh, Neil, James just touched on it then about the last couple of games that you made mention of it pointed out to me at the game on Saturday that you know three times in a row now Liverpool have taken the lead in minutes after the opposition should really have scored and every single time it's been Diogo Jota and he's yeah. one of several players with Portuguese connections in the Liverpool you know, team that you know, Klopp said what did he say about Luis Diaz I wanted to ask him something but I, you know, he spoke for 10, <laughs> ten minutes, minutes I didn't understand the word, understand yeah. word yeah. but for Jota he's a I mean, we've had this conversation privately quite a few times, but he's such a strange player, isn't he? Because you know, I did the player ratings for the Echo, yeah. and we found out that he's technically the worst performing player. <laughs> yeah, he's scored 20 goals this season, and uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's the game breaker. Was he 10, 10 times he scored the ten, first goal? 10 and times and three equalisers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's he's the I'll probably take Kane out the equation. I think he's the best penalty box player in the league, isn't he? I, I would suggest. I mean, I don't think I, 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 maybe the only one I can think of that would be outside the box would be Arsenal, but that was sort of a scuffer in the League Cup that he that he, he put in. I can't think he scored any others outside the penalty. The other nineteen all in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he, that, that's where he does his business, isn't it? And it's 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 remarkable to watch the difference between how how in, in sync he is in the penalty area and how out of sync sometimes he is outside of it. I, I, was, I spoke to someone at Liverpool who, who made a joke after the um, it was after the Arsenal away game in the, in the league and I mean, he, he was taken off immediately after scoring and I don't think anyone could have had any complaints because he was he was awful for the first half but he scores the goal and someone the person at Liverpool said don't pass the Diogo unless he's in the penalty area and I think that's that's the best way to, to sum it up isn't it you know probably don't pass him unless it's on his head you know what I mean he's I think he's, I think he's, like a, a, he's got he's, more header yeah. goals than anyone since he played yeah. in the league. I think, goals, isn't the, distribution, yeah, the distribution of his goals. Yeah, it's almost, it's like, almost yeah. identical as the left foot, right foot header. I mean, that's priceless. You know, you think about how many times have we talked about clubs and let's say Liverpool, but talking about a plan B, and you're saying, oh, you know, you, you, if it doesn't work, you need somebody who can just get that goal. You know, you need that. So what City now? You say, oh, you need a number nine. He's not really a number nine, but he, but he is. You know, in, in the sense of what he does. In terms of his, his output, so he's been he's been a massive sign of Liverpool. I, I don't think he'll start tonight. Um, I think he'll play probably Diaz, Mane, and Salah as the three. Just my my hunch. But what a player to have to come off the bench. What a player to have to come into any game. And you sort of, you, you I mean, he's he's going to be up for he's going to be in Team of the Year. I would imagine PFA Team of the Year. He's going to be up for PFA Player of the Year. I would imagine. 
and he's the worst ranked player in the NFL <laughs> player ratings. Whoever does those ratings needs to take a long, hard look at himself <laughs> and, and ask for a pay rise. Um, <laughs> just talking on, on, on Jota Gorsty, it's weird in the sense that he's kind of turned into a player that I don't think Liverpool bought, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know, Klopp kind of made reference to it in the sense that he thought, well, he's done better than even we thought he could have done and he's gone on but I don't think if you'd have said to any Liverpool supporters when they signed him even in those first few weeks oh this is the player that Jota's going to be they would have said said this no well I, I think they bought him because he, he presses like what Liverpool like to do um, he's got two good feet he can play off the left off the right and down the middle but in the 18 months that he's been at Liverpool he's basically just become a number nine now I think he's he's Yusef Firmino for me is the the guy who leads the line down the middle He's not as productive as we, as we mentioned there outside the penalty area for being the foil for Mane and Salah running ahead of him. But when he gets in the box, like Neil says, if it's a, if it's a chance, he'll, he'll take it, won't he? He'll, so many headers, two great feet, um, just a kind of, like, like Neil says, almost just becoming like an archetypal number nine now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and up 20 goals for the season, I think that's his, his best ever return, isn't it? So, um, proof in the pudding there. Did you start him at the Etihad? In the league? Well, you look at it last season, you played all four of them, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> that worked for about 20 minutes yeah. until City went, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, think, I think for me, no starts on the. Yeah. I think you'll definitely start. I think Salah will start as well. Yeah, so I think it'll be the old. Yeah. But the old like, like you said, though, if you need, need a goal without a yeah. goal or whatever, well, you put I think the biggest thing you'd say is you wouldn't. If he was starting, no one would go. Oh, what's going on? You know, like yeah. why is he left for me? I think that argument is, is there now, isn't it? If there's a final tomorrow, I think it's a really, really tough decision, and I don't think anyone really foresaw that when he when he turned up. Mm-hmm. James, how are we pronouncing his surname? Is it Jota, Jota, or Yota? Um, <laughs> what a question! <laughs> I don't think I'm the right man to ask. <laughs> seeing as you take the mickey out of me for saying dog leash. <laughs> well, that's because that's not his name. <laughs> I think it's hotter. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's, it's, it's freezing, it's to be fair. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's Jay. So it's Jotter, isn't it? Diogo Jay, we call him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why he's got Diogo on his back. <laughs> Even he doesn't know how to pronounce yeah. his own name. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. So, James, I'm going to throw this one to you then. 12 months ago, Liverpool playing Real Madrid in this uh, Champions League quarter-final first leg. Yes. Start of the game, Thiago is on the bench. 42 minutes in, Navi Keita gets subbed. Now, for Thiago. Since then, quite a lot has changed. Is it fair to say that, in one sense, that we should be surprised at how well Keita's done this season? Because he didn't play again last season. And he's kind of, you know, I wouldn't say resurrected his Liverpool career, but he's certainly given himself a chance of perhaps getting a new contract or extending it a little bit. And then with Thiago, if he doesn't start, and I know it's a bit different because you can make five substitutions now, so it's not quite the same. But if he if he doesn't start tomorrow, that would be a bit of a surprise. Tonight, sorry, that would be a bit of a surprise, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, I think you've got to give Thiago a lot of credit for. I think he has. He's now silenced. I think those people that questioned whether he was the right fit for Liverpool and whether he was just a bit, you know, whether he was quite, had the skill set to adapt to what Klopp wanted from him, I think. Were we any of those people, by the way? Were we ever in any doubts over Thiago, being a Liverpool player? Not, not quality-wise, it was a question mark over his fitness. 
Which I think is still there. But, by the way, yeah, because I we're not recording this on, on video, there's lots of furrowed brows at the yeah. moment as we're having a think I, about I, this. I, would, I had some concerns last year. You yeah. know, I think there was, there's, there's a, a bit of a, a feeling in football that you don't buy off Bayern Munich at certain times. And, and you know, they, they've got a bit of a history of getting to the players at the right time. Schweinsteiger probably the best example of that. But when, when you see him missing games, and, and he was unlucky. Obviously, he got a bad tackle. Off, off the Charleston, didn't he? But he, there was other, like you say, he didn't start either leg like, at the quarter final. You would have thought that was what he was bought for, really, those, those yeah. type of games. So I did have some concern, you think, okay. But I think the last sort of, three, four weeks of the season, I thought, yeah. ah, yeah. Like, he doesn't want the season to end here. Yeah. You know, like, as it turned out, he didn't really do much in the Euros. I, I, sort, of, yeah. I sort of predicted he'd yeah. really go into the Euros and, and, and rip it for Spain. But, um, He's a, he's a joy to watch. He is, I mean, I think a little bit last season was he, he was probably he was trying to, he was trying to play for a, a better side. You know, the, the side was was a bit broken, and I think he was playing as if it was the, the Liverpool side that he he had joined. Um, he's also one of the many players who's benefited from the fans being back in as well. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and the centre backs being back in the team. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. If, you, if you're a midfielder, needs yeah, the ball. Yeah. You don't. When, with the crazy respect, joined, you don't want really, Nat yeah. Phillips and Reese yeah. Williams behind you. You know, because that, that almost that. coincided, didn't it? When he came back from that bad injury, that was when the team had fallen yeah. to pieces, wasn't it? The whole structure of the team. So, had gone. so you were saying he deserves credit, sorry? So, yeah, yeah, I think he does because I think I think the biggest change he's had to do is to play the way Klopp wants him to play rather than the way he wants to play. Because I think he was just so used to just, well, this is me. This is what you've bought, and it was like, well, actually, no, that doesn't work like that. You know, regardless of who you are, this is this is how you need to play if you want to fit in. And that was why, you know, I just don't think he had Klopp's trust for the really big games last season, like in terms of what he wanted off the ball as much as on it. And and I think that's completely changed this season. I think I think it's crystal clear now that the first choice midfield is Fabinho with Henderson and Thiago either side of him. Um, and and yeah, you know, he still had he still missed too many games, doesn't he? You still you still think, you know, I just hope he has some good fortune and can stay fit between now and the end of May because he could have such a massive part to play because he is a joy to watch and it's hard to believe that he's nowhere near the, the Spain setup. I mean in terms of Cater, yeah, I think he's had a decent season Cater. But I still think the jury's out in terms of what you do with him this summer. I think you know, I I you know, where where with Salah you know, the alarm bells start to ring as you get this far into his contract with Cater. I can understand why there hasn't been a rush to give him new terms because I'm not sure what you know what, you know, what I'm not sure that he's he's quite proved proved enough. But there is there is a very big decision on the horizon for Liverpool there. It might it might be partly his decision as well because it might be that he wants to go somewhere where he is guaranteed and playing every week. Because I don't. You know, I don't see that changing. You know, he's a very good squad option, but that's that's what he is for me. Goes to sorry, just going back to Thiago. I think what's quite exciting for Liverpool now in the next few weeks is he's never played for them in a big game. So you think if he starts at the Etihad on, on Sunday, it gives Liverpool a massive boost, a bit of a lift going into the the game with what's the, the first choice midfield. You know, he, he's never played against, didn't play in the two games against Chelsea, did he? Didn't play in the derby. It's the final. Um, yeah, he got into the final, didn't he? So, I mean, I don't think he's going to play every game now between now and the end of the season because if Liverpool go all the way, then I think they've still got 15 or 16 games left to play, and, and that's a lot to ask of a player who has um, struggled, hasn't he, to, to put a real good run together. But I think if they can kind of manage them sparingly over the next few weeks, you know, he'll be playing on Sunday at the Etihad, you know, um, depending on what happens tonight, he, he could kind of maybe sit out the 
home leg, resting for the semi-final, and, and it's, it's just a, a great option to have. I think the last 25 games he started for Liverpool, they've won 22 and lost one, and the one they lost was against Inter Milan, which, you know, as Neil said before, you know, as Klopp said at the time, didn't he? He says, you've got to well, Peter Kravitz, right, wasn't it? Yeah. Right you've got to lose one, hit the right one. But the problem is, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying this, he's only started 15 games this season, and I think Liverpool have played 47, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's come on another 10, but it does, I think he's been out for three or four separate things as well, so... As yeah. James said, his problem is just getting him on the pitch, isn't it? Because whenever he's on there, from the start, then he seem to do really well. Yeah, that's always been the case with him, though, hasn't it? You go back to, to that derby when Charleston kicked him out of the Premier League for three months, and then he come back into a team that didn't have any midfielders, didn't have any centre-backs. Uh, and like Neil says, he was trying to play for the team that he joined, as opposed to the, the, team, that, the team that he was in, you know, the one that was broken and, and misshapen and, and all out of sorts. Um, his comeback as well coincided with Liverpool's dip, didn't it? Just at the turn of the year, 2020, yeah. going into 2021. And, um, just circumstances have been against him for, for most of his time. Liverpool, but when he plays, you, you can tell he's just a, a cut above, isn't he? And, and Liverpool were adamant that they were signing the, the best midfielder in Europe at the time when they were getting a bit of an opportunistic deal because he was, what, 28, 29. Um, his contract was coming to so they could get him for a little bit of a cut price fee. And, um, I think now we're starting to see why Liverpool brought him in. Not that anyone had any doubts over his quality, but it's just about getting him on, on the pitch, isn't it? Neil, I'll give you a difficult question now. Mohamed <laughs> Salah, what is going on with him? What do you think is going to happen with him? And, just more importantly, just for right now, do you feel as though he's being affected, not so much by the contract situation, because I don't think he's particularly bothered in that yeah. sense, but what's happened with him with oh, Egypt? With because Egypt. it's one thing to lose a final... Uh, but then within six weeks to have a World Cup taken away in practically exactly the same manner and have a lot of pens Do you know what I think he might be affected by? Just the amount of football he's played. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he, he played extra time pretty much every game in the, the African Nations. He played extra time in the, the World Cup qualifying. He played extra time in the Carabao Cup final. You know, he doesn't really get subbed and when he does, obviously, he's fuming. Yeah, just but, a bit. <laughs> but I think, I think maybe, I mean, his, his level was so high at the start of the season that was it? Is it one in six he scored? Is it one? Oh, it's, a it's a penalty against Brighton. Brighton. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think it's only, it's only three goals in the eleven. I think it is. Since he came back, since he came back. Yeah. From the, from um, the so he's he's obviously he's not scoring the rate he was, and that stands out when it's Salah because people say, well, he scores two games. So I, I think everyone expects him to take. I feel part of that is also because what we were talking about with James before and the fact that Liverpool have maybe become a slightly more defence minded no, team no I don't know because I, th- I just think he's missing chances you know he's, I mean there was, there was a game into Milani at the bar in the post and he right near the bar just before he scored you know he had I think I think you, you ever watch, look at the stats he always has more shots than anyone I don't think he did against Watford I think that was the, the sort of the, the outlier but he always has plenty of shots he's always having touches in the box and chances created and things like that so I think he's just he isn't quite finishing them off so I, I wouldn't say Liverpool are have changed the way they play for him. I think it's just maybe his form's just a little bit. You know, he must be knackered. No home. Yeah. yeah, and mentally drained as well. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. The yeah. pressure he's playing under. There's two massive that. setbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and sort of, you know, we know we all we all sort of we see it on social media. What you we deal with the, the Egyptian media sometimes when they get you know, the pressure that's on him when he plays for Egypt is like it's literally him, isn't it? You know, he is their team. Yeah, he's been involved in five major uh, penalty shootouts since. Halfway through January and just watching them, you're knackered. Yeah. It's like, yeah. especially as you said, being the man. It'd be interesting to see the amount of minutes he's played this this year, you know, calendar year, and what that six would, lots of extra time already. Yeah, what yeah. what yeah. that would normally where would that put you? Probably towards the end of the season, wasn't it? For minutes and we're only in 
early April. And he may have played all those games for Egypt in the, the African Cup nation at a time when he probably would have been rested quite yeah, a bit and, by and, Liverpool. And also, it's one thing to play all those minutes. He's playing all those minutes. Like it's a, it's a tough team to play in as well. It's not he's not playing in all of them like Man City dominating the ball and sort of like, you know all that. He's he's doing a lot of sort of you know running for the sake of running and, and for the team you know, he's not he's not sort of he's not getting much reward for, for the minutes he's putting as well which I'm, I'm guessing those 120 feel a lot worse when you when you lose and you've, you're not, you've had maybe had a kick for, the, for the yeah. whole time as well and the, and the other thing James is, and I'm, I'm not going to go down the whole Mane-Salah thing but when you then come back to your club and then the guy who's got the winner got the player of the tournament and then scored the winning penalty is there hi you know he's there well he doesn't have to say anything it's that constant reminder isn't it of, of what happened yeah I think it probably helps that dynamic the fact that Marnie is the kind of person he is who, he's not the kind who'd be waltzing back in and wanting a guard of honour and aren't I brilliant you know he's he's a very humble guy and I'm sure to be that fair that's what you wanted coming on to <laughs> you got it as well <laughs> that was my rider <laughs> yeah. but um yeah, I think that probably helped Klopp deal with that dynamic. But I, I think it is intriguing to see how he does handle Salah for the rest of the season because, with hindsight, and and I wouldn't have done it myself before the weekend, but now when you look back, I would have done. It's probably Watford was the game to rest in because he he looked so knackered. His touch was as bad as I've seen it all season. Yeah. You think oh, that was actually a waste. As much as, of course, Salah would have come back you know, when he was back at Kirby, the the quickest he could have been, you know, and was like undoubtedly would have said Klopp no 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 I'm fine I want to play I think probably Klopp would be kicking himself now and thinking well actually out of all the games we've got coming up I wish I hadn't played it because he, he clearly wasn't able to do himself justice um, yeah yeah I mean I think I would play him tonight and then most against Porto though isn't I it? think well yeah yeah well, that's I mean if you can you know, it might be a bit optimistic but you get two or three tonight put yourself in a dominant position in the time and then you think about yeah. you certainly let him have his feet up for the second leg that, that's the ideal scenario The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo well, of course, they both skirt around the contract question. I'll come back to them in a minute on that. Um, what does your gut tell you about what's going to happen? Honestly, this doesn't mean, by the way, for anybody listening, he's going to start quote, quoting all of the us brackets. from this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, respected Liverpool journalist says, and so does Neil Jones. No one's ever quoted that. <laughs> it's, um, this is just our gut feeling on the matter. Go, Paul. Yeah, I mean, before, before Brighton, um, I was convinced that it was a formality and they were going to eventually get deal signed but we were on our way down to Brighton the Friday night wasn't me and it came out Rami Abbas's laughing emojis to Jürgen Klopp's answer we were there in the, in the day at the access centre when, when he gave that answer and that was when I kind of started to think maybe this isn't as straightforward as I thought it to be and then um, our mate Fabrizio came up and he with the story the talks had broken down and probably didn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure out where the, uh, the the source of that had come from, if I'm being honest. We know that Rami's quite pally with, with Fabrizio, isn't he? So, I don't know, if I'm honest. Um, I think I think it'd be negligent from, from the owners if Sal was allowed to walk away on a free transfer. I just think it's a special case, and ultimately that carefully managed wage structure is in place for a reason, and it's, it's sensible and it's wise and it's all that, but ultimately that's only there to preserve the bottom line. 
for the owners, shall we say, if that's not being a bit too extreme. Um, I just think a special case needs to be made for him because he's, um, you know, one of, the, one of the greatest players the have ever had. Neil, you've had a minute or two to think of your answer. <laughs> I, I think he'll stay at Liverpool. City, I think he's safe to say beyond this summer. I think, I think option one, first, first choice, or first, what I think will happen is he'll, he'll renew in the end. The second one is if he doesn't, he'll, he'll see his contract out and leave. Honestly, yeah. I, don't, I don't think Liverpool will sell him this summer. Um, and I, I think it, it sort of goes, it's a bit counterintuitive because it goes against what FSG have generally done where they sort of, they haven't missed that chance. But I think Wayne Alden set a bit of a precedent with that where, where he sort of said, well, he's just worth more. He's worth more for another year than he than he is. Emery Chan as well, did. I mean, Salah would be a lot more, obviously. Yeah, Emery Chan. But I think it was a different stage of the club, to be fair. But that, I think, I think it's just... You give, you give yourself you give yourself a bit more time to, 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 to formulate your, your plan to, to bed others in to maybe see if a couple of younger players get through it to, to, to work on some targets that maybe you couldn't get this summer or you could get a better deal next summer and and you know his level won't dip you know you know he's not going to sort of sulk around for 12 months you know he's not just suddenly going to go off a cliff and be rubbish for 12 months he's going to he's going to score you 20 goals he's probably going to you know try and play every minute he's not going to miss games through injury and that kind of thing so I would I expect him to be at Liverpool next season, 100%. I do actually expect him to be there for probably two, three more years. James? Yeah, I still think the most likely scenario is that he does sign. I just think it, if that's going to happen, I think it has to happen between now and probably the back end of June. Because I think history shows that no one really ever signs in the last year of their deal. Because once you get into July you're suddenly in a position then where you're only six months away from being able to sign a pre-contract with an overseas club um, so so yeah that's why the next few months are absolutely huge and I, and I still think when you balance it all up and you look at what he's got at Liverpool you know even the scenes when he was arriving at Anfield last weekend on that coach and the massive mural being unveiled and thousands of fans chanting his name he, he wouldn't get that anywhere else he wouldn't you know he wouldn't be able to play for an, a manager as good as Klopp anywhere else he wouldn't have a team built to utilise his skills that's the perfect fit for him anywhere else so um, yeah I just that's why I still think there will be a compromise that can be reached but you know the big question is how much is, uh, you know Rami Abbas and Salah prepared to to compromise and if if they can't reach that compromise then yeah Liverpool will have a big decision to make this summer I guess the, the difference you'd say with Wijnaldum would be you know, Liverpool would have sold would have sold Wijnaldum with a year left of his deal if Barca had offered 25 million. They were braced for that, and that was why essentially they did the Thiago deal. But that offer never came. Um, so they've shown they are prepared to let players go go to the wire and, run, and lose them on a free. But of course, because Salah's worth that much more, he is a he is a different case. I think he'll sign, and he would be stupid not to. And, and you can quote me on that. I actually think it's a bit of a game of chicken from. From whether it's the club or, or the owners or whatever, because they're looking at it and thinking, well, where are you going to go? Um, you're not. You're, you're, there's only two clubs you can afford your transfer fee. You're not going to go to Man City. You're probably not going to go to PSG. And then it's a year on down the line. Other clubs can can afford the wages, but do you want to go and join Real Madrid? You know, they're in a little bit of a state of flux at the but, moment. But you say Barcelona that. can't do. You say that, but the longer reason then. It gives Real Madrid Barcelona another 18 months to sort something out, doesn't it? That's the other thing, so is that you know, you know things change of, really quick. Look at Barcelona. They're a 31 year old, then, aren't they? You know, the sign of the player who. I mean, the, 
if we've learned anything from Barcelona is that they, they've got a lot of decisions like this wrong in, in the last few years. Remember, they've got Gareth Bale and in Hazard that they, they can't, can't use. Benzema obviously coming to the end of his you know, prime, mid-30s, you know, obviously they had Ronaldo not, not so long ago where he got to that stage. So, you know, I mean, you'd like to think that they've learned the lesson in terms of, in, in terms of laying out £500,000, £600,000. I think the other thing that maybe isn't there, there's a few dominoes, isn't there, just moving at the moment with, with, with Haaland and Mbappe and Lewandowski being linked with moves away and a few other players. So maybe there's just a little bit of sort of, you know, who fills which space type of thing. You know, if, if Haaland goes to City, for example, well, I think Real Madrid, Real Madrid will be obviously looking looking for Mbappe you know if he, if he decided to stay at PSG then there's no way they're going to sign Salah is there, that kind of thing so there's a lot of, lot of other moving parts there um, the other, the other, um, of course you said you know game of chicken it's a little bit of a game of chicken for Salah because listen if he goes, if he goes down to ACL that's always the way it is it, it is yeah. but, it's, but when you enter the last year you, when, when you get to the last year the contract that's the players risk then isn't it in the sense of well what do you do you know Liverpool, Liverpool obviously showed a big, big show of faith with Virgil. Didn't they give him a big contract this summer after this? But you know, would they do that? Let's say Salah was was, was out for three months, five months, six months in the last year of his contract. It'd be, you know, and they've given they've given five hundred thousand pound a week. It's an awful, awful big mistake they've made, isn't it? James Benfica. What do we know? Um. I know they're important. I know they're not popular. Salah, that's a specialist subject. Well, they beat. They've got a player called Everton. I've got to say, they've got a player called Rafa as well. Also, they've got 21 goals this season. It's also Mendy and Vatonga, the centre back partnership, which I think is about to come by ages me. It's an ageing squad. They've kind of changed the philosophy of the last few years. Decided to go for a bit more experience than the up and comers of like Jao Felix and the likes and by all accounts it hasn't really worked the 15 points behind Porto at the moment but they're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League they, they beat Ajax yeah, they beat yeah, big, big Barcelona yeah the typical I'll just pass that on to somebody else I think what we, what we know about them is they'll have a, they'll have a great home support you know, that, the, the atmosphere tonight will be amazing we've got a great result in the last round against Ajax who I think they were the only other team that won all six, six. Bayern as well, well. Yeah, okay. so, so I you know I think everyone expected Ajax to go through and, and, and they went over there to Amsterdam and beat them in the last round but I, I did speak to a few people who sort of said it's one thing it's one thing to sort of beat an Ajax team that's you know a little bit sort of got obviously got fair to go but an Ajax team that's sort of tipped on a little bit into the last stage of the Champions League it's another entirely to go up against Liverpool I think I think their aim tonight would be to make sure the ties are alive I personally, I don't, I don't think they're going to come all guns blazing Liverpool. They'll have great support, but I think they'll be one of them looking to see if they can keep it alive with a draw. But look at the. Go, sorry, go I know I was going to say, it, you know, despite all the usual things that get said, it is the best draw Liverpool could have had. Like, you can't get away from that. Yeah. Despite the fact, yes, I know they got out of the group at Barcelona's expense, but Barcelona were like an absolute shambles yeah. back in the autumn. And they wouldn't winter. have got out of it now. No, yeah. no chance, no. Um, so yeah, and you only have to yeah. When you look at Adelta Rapt holding midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah it's um, there should be a golfing class. So yeah, I would yeah, I, I would be absolutely amazed if Liverpool have too many problems if they're anywhere near the level they're they're capable of hitting. The, the fifteen down Porto, aren't yeah, yeah, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool too good for Porto. Yeah. Yeah. Seven nil over the two. Let's, let's just finish off by them by picking the team. Because your yeah, club has got nothing to do today. Um, we're saying Alison in goal, controversial. Yep. Yeah. Uh, are we bringing Trent back at right back? 
Yes. I think he will. Yeah. I think he needs a game before yeah. before he plays City. Maybe. I, I agree on that one. I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I wouldn't be shocked if Gomez started. To be honest. What would, you, what would you do then? Well, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would bring Trent back in because I love watching him play, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's not playing tonight. Are we giving Matip a rest I of centre-back? Yeah, I think yeah, Canate plays. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised he didn't play Watford. Yeah, I thought, yeah. thought yeah. Canate might have played there, but I, I, I think the fact that he didn't, he's, he's given Matip the weak sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, that leaves left-back Robertson. Robertson yeah. 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 Midfield. <laughs> right, I, I know I've said before, it's five subs and he's... I think most of the games in the Champions League he just subbed the entire midfield hasn't he about off, off on yeah. the hour or something like that so who are we going to start with who are the three I'll go so, with Dorsey first because yeah. I'm a bit I think yeah I'll, I'll go with Thiago Henderson Firmino and, and you've got the option of bringing him a couple off yeah, I think he might leave Henderson out. I think I've said 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 I've and do the Henderson Nolan relay thing where he does where he always subs them off just for convenience with the armband I think but, um, <laughs> Henderson Nolan relay would be would take quite a while to get around the track <laughs> wow I better get around quicker than you <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm not playing tonight <laughs> yeah um, I, 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 Elliot's travelled hasn't he he was with the 23s and he, I mean he threw a curveball with him the near the inter game away yeah. uh, he threw a bit of a curveball with Curtis in the second leg of that as well so Ox wouldn't, wouldn't amaze mm. me if he played obviously Cater's back fit as well so with Thiago and Keita, I think they've only been on the pitch together once, I think, against right? Burnley towards the end. I think yeah. ever. I think yeah. there might be another game since then, but I'm pretty sure that's the I, only I mean, time. That's the one a lot of fans want to see as well, isn't it? You know, I, I know we, we can see them on social media all the time, so finally you know, get the chance to see them, but I'm not sure it'll be tonight. And then James up front, who are we going with? Who are the three? Uh, Diaz, Mane, Salah. I'm with that. I'm going Diaz... On the left, Jota down the middle, and Mane down the right. So no Salah. No. Mm-hmm. Saving him for City. Yeah, yeah, yeah come on, like yeah, come on. For me, not come on. Yeah. He's, he likes Mane down the middle, though, doesn't he? I think he might go Diaz, Mane. And then he plays right. Jota on the right is not yeah. as effective as yeah. other areas. I, I think I think it'd be Diaz on the left, Mane, Mane in the middle, and Salah on the right. I think he'll, get, he'll definitely play Diaz. I'm, I'm almost saying that just for. No, he hasn't played. But just for that ten-minute conversation, he didn't listen to. He's, he's not, about, about he didn't play against Watford. He he came on for the last twenty minutes against. Yeah, came off and he got subbed against, against, against Arsenal. Arsenal yeah. So I think he's due again. Yeah. Right, score then. Is that what you go see? Two 0 Liverpool. Yeah, I think I think it, I was going to say two 0 three one maybe. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's hard to sort of do without sounding cocky. Really, yeah. isn't it? about Liverpool chance, but. I think James said go for the class and I think that, that should be the case I think they'll, I think they'll definitely score I think they'll definitely score more than one so yeah 3-0 I'm going one all. sorry everybody because <laughs> <laughs> <It's just, it's laughs> I've been I've been here several times to see this game and Liverpool have been in exactly the same position oh you're so old and wise oh I never said that I'm old I'm not wise I'm not wise yeah they've, oh, sorry, they've never been this good and Ben Baker haven't been quite as you know indifferent yeah. shall we say but I know what the crowd can do to this team. Yeah. I know what they can do to Benfica, and if it's full, it can be get quite yeah, lively. It'll, it'll, it'll be a good atmosphere tonight. But Liverpool have shown, you know, going to they went to Atletico and yeah. won. They went to Porto and won. They went to that other ground that I can't no, remember who did they play. Makes it easy once a couple of times. I was there. Into our nation. Yeah, exactly. Humble. So, right, think, yeah. go. go Liverpool will be very disappointed if they don't win this game tonight. Right, that should do us. Uh, thanks for listening, and what a difference it makes for four people to be sat in the same room around the same table doing a podcast. Cheerio. Listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.